You're listening to Work Human Radio. And here's your host, Mike Wood. Welcome back to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force. My name is Mike Wood. I am your host, and I'm joined as always by the wonderful Sarah Payne. Sarah, say hi to our listeners. Hello. So, Sarah, this week we're going to be talking all about one of my favorite topics, gratitude. Now, why are we talking about gratitude? Gratitude is super important in the workplace. I think a lot of people think about Thanksgiving when they think about gratitude, maybe doing it once a year to reflect on, you know, all the good things in your life. But um, I interviewed Ryan Fear, who's an associate professor of management at the University of Washington. And he actually studies gratitude, not only between people in the workplace, but also at an organizational level. Um, so like you can actually have like a, a more thankful organization and how that can build resilience and um, how to actually get that to be like a common practice between people. Um, just just makes people happier and, and more positive and it just kind of builds that positive feed, feedback loop. Yeah, and I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. Global Force <laughs> is all about gratitude. True. We're all about <laughs> giving thanks, but we, we know that there's a science behind it mm-hmm. and there's, there's reasons why organizations who give more thanks do better in terms of retaining employees and, and productivity and whatnot. But we're, we're going to learn about all this um, today with Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. So listen, everybody, to our interview with Ryan Fear, and we'll see you after the break. So, Ryan, could you just share a bit about your research and your work at the University of Washington, Seattle? Um, sure. So the, the main goal of my research, I would say, is to examine how we can build more positive uh, and collaborative organizations that really allow employees to thrive. Uh, So I started my career focusing on apologies and forgiveness. What I was trying to do there was really understand the ways in which we can encourage constructive solutions to conflict. Um, And since then, I've broadened my research to cover other topics as well. And my favorite one as of late has been gratitude. Um, And so in the time I've been working on that topic, I've really been amazed uh, by the power of gratitude to transform uh, how people see their work, how people see their lives as a whole. Um, and I've really become convinced that it's an invaluable tool for organizations. Uh, so that's really kind of where I've been focusing on my work in the past uh, few years. And we're definitely big fans of gratitude at Global Force. Um, yeah. How do you define gratitude? You know, are, are there different levels that can be found in the workplace? I think so, yes. Yeah. So I think uh, first you have to start with gratitude as an individual emotion. So. It's this episodic feeling of appreciation uh, in response to an experience that's beneficial to us, but it's caused by something outside of us. So you can imagine that somebody helps you, that's beneficial to you, uh, but that benefit is from outside of yourself, and then that's when we really tend to feel gratitude um, as an emotion. Uh, But when we talk about gratitude in organizations, I think it's important to recognize that gratitude doesn't end there. Um, So as an organizational scholar, Um, I'm particularly interested in how gratitude emerges at work over time. And what I argue in my research is that over time, gratitude, if you keep experiencing this grateful emotion at work, it can actually become sort of a habit uh, where what happens is, number one, you're going to start being more likely to see gratitude in your everyday experiences. So you're going to start noticing when people are helping you, even just for little things, um, and experience gratitude more often as a result. Um, I think you're also more likely to interpret ambiguous events with gratitude. 
So whereas you might have sort of been used to viewing somebody else helping you as just part of everyday work, you start seeing, oh, wow, that person is really taking the time to help me. Again, you're experiencing more gratitude there. Um, and then I think you'd also start becoming more likely to recall past gratitude-inducing events, using that as a lens to shape how you see things. Um, and so then what happens overall is as you go to work, gratitude just becomes part of how you view the work itself. And when you think about your work and what happens to you every day, you view it through this more appreciative lens that can really be helpful for your well-being, for your productivity, all of those things. Um, and then I think ultimately what the goal of an organization can be is to get this persistent gratitude, this gratitude habit to coalesce across the entire organization into what I call collective gratitude, which is where the whole organization sort of shares this grateful outlook, this gratitude-oriented culture. And I think that's the ultimate goal because if you have an organization where gratitude is a norm, where it's shared throughout the organization, then I think that's where you can really start seeing powerful effects and seeing real positive effects for um, people viewing their work more positively, employees really being able to thrive at work, feeling more engaged, um, to be more resilient to challenges that they face, all those sorts of things. So it sounds like it starts this cycle of positive emotion that just keeps feeding back into itself in, in the organization. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes we refer to that as positive spirals, um, where you, you start getting into this sort of uh, uh, going down this path, and then it very much is a self-reinforcing mechanism. Other employees see each other, employees see each other, um, expressing gratitude and feeling gratitude, and we know that these types of emotions are contagious, um, and so it really is something that can build up and strengthen over time. So do you think all these positive effects on wellness, uh, well-being, is that why gratitude has really come to the forefront as a business practice as opposed to just like a touchy-feely emotion? Yeah, well, I think that there's a few reasons why gratitude has sort of come to the, to the forefront of business. I, I think that if you look historically, um, business has really suffered from two biases in, in my view. The first is I think that business has become – too competitive in terms of how we just see our everyday experiences. And so it's come to the point where we tend to view everything as a fixed pie. And so we believe that if I'm going to win something, if I'm going to get something, that means that you need uh, to lose. And then number two, I think the other bias, and I think this one is even more important, is I think that work has just become too transactional. And so employees, they're hesitant to do favors for each other. They're hesitant to trust each other. They're not really thinking in the long term. They're only thinking in terms of these short-term exchanges. And so I think these biases about always viewing work as competitive and always viewing work as transactional are problematic at a lot of levels. I think that um, this tendency to view work as transactional and competitive, it increases stress. It's going to reduce employees' feelings that they're ever supported by their colleagues or their organization. Um, and those stresses and that feeling of not being supported, that's going to hinder performance. It's going to increase the likelihood of turnover. And so I think that gratitude has come to the forefront because it really can be an antidote to these problems. And so I personally view gratitude as a way to restore balance to the workplace, to the way we see our work and to our relationships within it. Um, because I think the reality is that we're still human beings when we go to work. We're still the same selves that we are at home. And so we still have emotions. We still care about our relationships. Being appreciated still feels good in the workplace just like it does everywhere else. Um, and so by bringing gratitude into work, we can break, 
break down some of those errors and some of those, I think, false assumptions uh, about what work is supposed to look like. Right, because we're still the same humans at work as we are at home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in your research, uh, what is the connection between developmental feedback and gratitude? Um, so I think that there are um, a lot of different things that people can feel grateful for at work. Um, so oftentimes when we think of gratitude, we tend to think of it as something that you only experience when somebody gives you something. So somebody gives you a gift or somebody helps you. But in reality, I think there's actually a lot more that employees can feel grateful for at work. Uh, so just as one example, in one study with nurses, um, some uh, scholars found that actually one of the biggest sources of gratitude at work isn't the help that we receive, but it's the ability that work provides for us to help others. Because our ability to help others, it infuses our lives with meaning, it improves our feelings of self-worth, and so this population of nurses actually felt a lot of gratitude for this capacity to help others, to find this meaning, to develop these feelings of self-worth through their work. And so I think that gratitude, one thing it can do is it can unlock our ability to clearly see all of these positives, and I think that's why it's so effective. So in the case of developmental feedback, what's happening here is you have a manager who's highlighting all of the ways in which work is allowing an employee to develop new skills, to learn new tools, uh, to become more competent employees with a broader skill set that can really serve them throughout their working career. And so this is just one example of how we can still instill a sense of gratitude in employees in a way that I think is a little bit broader than we tend to think uh, of gratitude. It's definitely interesting. It's, it's not just about receiving something from somebody, but it's, um, it, it's a relationship between people and helping your colleagues become better, better people and better workers. Right, exactly. And it just gets back to the idea that you know, we have the potential to get so much from our work. We get a sense of belonging. We get a sense of competence. There are a lot of fundamental human needs that work in its ideal form can fulfill. And so if we think about gratitude as something that we can feel for all of those things, uh, we start thinking about more broadly, broadly and the power of gratitude sort of increases as a result. So a lot of our listeners are in HR. Um, and mm -hmm. for gratitude to emerge at the organizational level, you write that there should be HR alignment. Can you explain what that means? Sure. So I think whenever a company launches a new program that's aimed at improving employees' lives, whether it's a gratitude program or a wellness program or whatever, there's a risk that employees are going to view it cynically. So they're going to say, this is just an effort for the company to improve the bottom line. This is just the company's effort to make employees work harder. And I guess that it's the same challenge that companies face in other realms as well. So in the environmental domain, a company uh, talks about its environmental sustainability, and then customers might accuse them of greenwashing. Um, so the question then becomes, what can companies do to demonstrate their sincerity to break through those, those cynical perceptions? And the best answer, I think, is consistency. So I think if a company really wants to instill gratitude in its employees, what it can't do is it can't just have an appreciation program once a year, and spend the rest of the year ignoring their employees and overworking them and not concerning themselves with those employees' well-being. Um, so I think what companies need to do, what HR managers need to do, is to consistently work toward programs 
that to two things that increase opportunities to be grateful. So support those employees so they really do get a sense of belonging, get a sense of competence, feel supported through their work, and also draw attention to all of those benefits. And what happens is if you're really aligned in focusing on those things, then all of a sudden it becomes a part of the organizational culture and it becomes a part of the entire employee experience, not just this once a year ritual that doesn't really align or match with the employee's experience every other day of the year. Right, and that's actually actually exactly what I was thinking when you were talking about the whole employee experience, you know, from hire to training and, and then just continuing to be developed. I think it's about looking at the whole human at work. Right, exactly, and trying to think when the employee goes into work every day, what do they experience, and from the HR perspective, what can I do to shape and improve that experience uh, so that all of our programs really are with an eye toward gratitude and appreciation, a more human experience at work. So in your work, you talk about uh, communal norms and exchange-based norms. Can you talk a little bit about that and how it, they impact relationships and possibly how gratitude can help? So exchange-based norms, as the name implies, they're very transactional. So this is a system where I do something uh, for you, and then you immediately pay me back. And as I mentioned earlier, this, I think, is part of this tendency to view work as a very transactional system, where we're always focused on the short term. We assume people are going to leave tomorrow, et cetera. Um, communal norms, in contrast, they're much more focused on the long term. And so you can think of a communal norm as the type of norm that you have in a friendship. So when you help out a friend, you don't immediately expect that he or she is going to pay you back equally the next day. There's this unspoken understanding that you'll always be there to help each other, that you trust each other, et cetera. And so what gratitude can do is it can have a very powerful role in helping to build and reinforce these types of relationships. Because when we start expressing gratitude in our workplace relationships, we're bringing in our emotions, we're bringing in our, our full selves, and we're opening ourselves up a little bit to a deeper relationship with our colleagues. And as we develop those deeper rela relationships, that's how we can shift from this exchange-based setup where we're only thinking about this relationship in the work context to a fuller, more communal, more long-term uh, relationship. So do you think it's possible for an organization to become more resilient? Um, I do, and I think this is an important aspect of gratitude as well. So organizations face so many different challenges every day. There's competitive pressures in the marketplace. There are economic downturns. Consumers have new demands for you every day. There are new regulations you need to face. So what resilient organizations are able to do is they're able to thrive in the face of this adversity. They're able to face it and become stronger as a result of it. And interestingly, research on resilience suggests that it's most likely to emerge, that organizations are most likely to be resilient when Number one, there are high-quality relationships at work, so employees already have strong relationships with each other. Um, when the workplace has growth experiences, that again sort of increase employees' commitment and dedication to the organization, and when there's a lot of trust within the organization. And so gratitude can help with all of these things. So gratitude is a great way to improve the quality of relationships at work, to help bind employees together. Gratitude is a great way to help employees 
see, recognize, focus on all of their growth opportunities at work. And it's a great way to build trust across employees, helping to build those more communal norms. And so if you infuse gratitude in the organization, if you help build relationships, identify growth opportunities, and increase trust, then when you start getting all of these outside challenges, these competitive pressures, these downturns, these demands, then all of a sudden the organization has the capacity to deal with these things. The employees have the capacity to face those challenges head on, and they have the energy and the engagement to really help the organization push through and succeed. So it sounds like you have to build in those you know, daily practices of gratitude in order to build up that resilience, especially when hard times or you know big changes come along, which happens more and more, you know, the business world is changing so fast. Right, exactly. And so in that way, you can think about gratitude as a long-term investment in the health of the organization. And so if you have gratitude as a norm, then employees are going to be more prepared and they're going to be more willing to face those challenges with you rather than sort of giving up or leaving the company. Mm -hmm. So how do you see a social recognition programs increasing feelings of positivity and gratitude at work? Um, I definitely think that social recognition programs can play a, a vital role in increasing gratitude at work. Um, in particular, I think what social recognition programs can do is they create rituals around gratitude expression. So what happens is employees see these social recognition programs in their organization, and then all of a sudden um, they'll start recognizing gratitude as a part of the culture. And they'll see that gratitude is encouraged by the organization and it's supported by the organization. So they're going to see top management through these appreciation programs, expressing gratitude to employees, making gratitude a part of what people do every day, and then they're going to learn to do the same. So we know that employees basically figure out what they're supposed to do, what's rewarding the organization by what their leaders do. And so this is a great way to send a strong message from the top down that gratitude is something that's valued um, in the organization. So appreciation programs are helpful because they create this ritual, uh, and also they help employees see the role that many different people play in the organization's success. So when you have these programs, all of a sudden employees become much more aware of all the different things that all the other people at the company are doing to help make that company successful. So it helps the employees see that everybody's interconnected and that everybody plays a role in the organization's success. And that appreciation programs work best when they focus on praising employees and teams for their effort and perseverance. I think that that should ideally be the goal of an appreciation program, as opposed to I think that they are less likely to foster gratitude when they single out the single employee's performance at the expense of others, such as when you mm -hmm. reward a top sales associate, uh, because when you do that, then you're starting to create a more competitive environment, a more transactional one. So you do need to be careful about how those programs are developed, uh, but I do think they're very powerful. Well, a lot of times we say that uh, values-based uh, recognition is the most impactful uh, because mm -hmm. it shows how each person is demonstrating the values of the company, you know, no matter what their role and in their everyday exactly. work. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. If you start because 
you're going to get whatever you reward and whatever you show that you care about. And so if you center your appreciation programs around the organization's values, you're showing that those values and the enactment of them is really what the company cares about. And so that's a great way to reinforce the culture and avoid some of those risks that I mentioned. So my last question is something we like to ask all of our Work Human Radio guests. Um, what does a more human workplace mean to you? I would say a more human workplace is one that allows employees to bring their complete selves to work. As human beings, we want to develop lasting connections with other people. We want to grow and develop our skills. We want to make a positive difference in others' lives. And I think that by breaking down the notion that work is this siloed domain where people aren't supposed to express their emotions, they aren't supposed to have strong relationships, by breaking down this idea, we can really deeply improve employee engagement, deeply improve their performance because they're bringing their whole selves to work and then work becomes a part of their whole selves. I love that. Well, thanks so much, Ryan. I really appreciate you coming on Working in Radio. Of course, no problem. Thanks very much for, for having me. So that was our interview with Ryan Fear. If you would like to learn more about Ryan and some of the things we are doing here at Global Force, please visit www.globalforce.com backslash gfblog and you will see Sarah's writings. And if you are interested in attending our Work Human Conference next spring, please visit www.workhuman.com. Thank you again, Sarah. I'm going to show you some gratitude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for all your wonderful interviews. And thank you, listeners. And we'll see you next week.